same. New code, huh? Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Cindy C from The Black Album, recorded March 1987 at the Galpin Boulevard Home Studio and released on the 22nd of November 1994. On the track, it is Prince, Kat, Sheila E., Eric Leeds, and Atlanta Bliss. The track itself is 6 minutes 14, and joining me to talk about it today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Oh, hey, Darren. In terms of a genre, I don't know what we say. What do we say for this? Um... I, don't know if, I don't know if Stalker Song <laughs> is a... Is a genre. I mean, yeah, I, like everything on the Black Album, it kind of has like a, a funk undertone to it, which I think mostly comes just from the horns, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like this paranoid, creepy funk jam. So yeah, I get. <laughs> I, I guess it is like a stalker song, which obviously makes me think of every breath you take, it, like as like the natural comparison. <laughs> yeah, except of course in this, you know, this is not Prince saying, you know, that he'll be watching you. Yeah. He's literally naming the person <laughs> yeah. he's watching. And and. Um, Oddly enough, Cindy C not played at a lot of people's weddings, unironically or ironically. <laughs> the, the title of it, you know, hinting at Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at, at that particular time, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the, you know, the the first kind of crop of supermodels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which were these models who. I mean, there was, I can't remember who it was who said it, but it was like they wouldn't get out of bed for like less than £10,000. Like that's, that's kind of like the mm-hmm. idea is like they were so famous that they basically, you know, could demand uh, money in a way, you know, not previously seen, you know, like mostly models were just, um, yeah. you know, walking mannequins. That was, that was kind of like the, mm-hmm. the original professional. But, you know, this is kind of like the point where, you know, you had, um, um, you know, Christy Turlington, Linda Evangelista, Naomi Campbell, you know, like all of them were kind of seen as being like th- these really successful models yeah. um, who, you know, kind of commanded high money f- to be able to walk down your runway. So it'd be like my thoughts immediately jumped to like there being like a Cindy Crawford like biography film and then a Naomi, Naomi Campbell biography film. And at the end of that, like Samuel Jackson is like <laughs> does a cameo and as Nick Fury <laughs> starting up the supermodel cinematic universe, like that'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess I, the thing is as well is like you know uh, the, the the way that these models you know made their money you know mostly to start off with was. The covers of magazines, you know, you put mm-hmm. you put you put Cindy Crawford on the cover of your magazine, and your circulation will go up that month. Mm-hmm. You know, you put you put Linda Evangelista or Christy Turlington or uh, Tatiana on there, and you know your your circulation would rise. Um, you know, if you if they advertised you, you know your jeans or you know your perfume or whatever, like whatever they advertised for on your behalf. They were so well known that they basically would kind of the sales and and that's kind of how they made their money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kind of the runway stuff was, you know, again, you know, if, if you were if you were someone who had like, a you know, an all star show and you wanted, you know, to show that you were, you know, the you know, one of the best designers, you know, like, a, you know, Chanel or Versace or mm-hmm. Dolce & Gabbana, then you would you would have one or two of these supermodels. They would usually wear like the signature, um, you know, like outfits that that you wanted to get the publicity for, 
Um, you know, and 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 that's kind of how they made their names. I mean, Cindy Crawford also, you know, was married to Richard Gere for four years yeah. <laughs> from 1991 to 1995 during the time that this song came out, but not when this t- this song was recorded. When this song was recorded, I believe Cindy Crawford was single. Uh, although, you know, she had recently appeared in the opening credits of Michael J. Fox's The Secret of My Success. Um, just as this song had been recorded. And, and and then, you know, from there, you know, Cindy Crawford also, you know, on MTV, she pre- presented uh, House of Style for like six years. Um, you know, she was in a number of adverts for Pepsi. Uh, she appeared in a couple of their Super Bowl commercials um, and then returned in 2016, almost like as a kind of a, a remake of that commercial. Um, and then, you know, later on, she attempted acting, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, the, the 1995 <laughs> film Fair Game, which is generally believed to be, you know, terrible. Uh, you know, cost a lot of money, made no money. Um, uh, uh, Lennon Bolton uh, uh, said in her acting debut, supermodel Crawford makes a good jogger, um, <laughs> which is a nice a nice c- cutting remark from Lennon Bolton on that. Again, like um, jumping, but... jumping back to this supermodel cinematic universe. So I'm theorizing that like... <laughs> Is it like Billy Baldwin who's in that? Like, so he'll be like one of the villains, like towards like the third act in Fair Game. Yeah, it's not Alec Baldwin. It's like one of the younger ones, no. definitely as a co-star. Yeah, no, I think I think it is Billy Baldwin. Also, uh, with the Prince connection here, is Stephen Burkoff as well, uh, former villain from Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, <laughs> although I would say that the you know the real villain under Under the Cherry Moon is uh, Prince's <laughs> lack of acting ability, but you know. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, you know, Cindy, Cindy Crawford, you know, she she she's in the kind of zeitgeist as Prince is recording this song. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's, you know, everywhere, basically. You know, it's estimated she's been on at least 500 different magazine covers, uh, which is an insane amount of magazine covers when you consider it. I, I, I didn't know that they would be that many, like, you know, magazines for her to, to be on. But apparently she has been on that many at least. Yeah, that. I'm trying to think of all the varying publications, like even the fringe ones. Like, was she on the front of a fishing magazine or something like that? Just like, <laughs> like she, maybe Probably. maybe she hustled a lot. Like, she's like, I don't care. Like, t- talking to her agent, I don't care where I am. Just put me on the front cover. Like, <laughs> although I'm saying I'm gonna guess that around the time of Fair Game, she probably would have also got the cover of something like you know Premiere. Or uh, or you know Empire magazine or you know maybe the cover of Rolling Stone something like that. So yeah, not just you know. Not just like kind of fashion magazines, but, you know, various other ones. Um, but yeah, you know, and so she was obviously very popular. And, you know, this is kind of in Prince's mind as he's recording this track, obviously. Um, you know, the song itself, uh, like we said, it is kind of like a bit of a kind of funk jam. Um, but in particular, you have kind of the horns mm-hmm. um, are kind of very kind of chaotic and dissonant in places, mm-hmm. um, which I feel kind of reflects the, the you know, the the kind of the main character and i'm not going to say it's prince because i don't think prince would ever stalk cindy crawford yep. i gotta be honest with you i don't think prince would need to stalk cindy crawford i'm sure if prince had at any point in his life just given cindy crawford a phone call she would have <laughs> immediately returned and she would have flown out to paisley park uh, no way no way this song is like I, I don't think prince is playing a character in this song at all like i think Are you don't No, i think it's like him being like oh this is like one of the few few times he's been like turned down or spurned by someone and him reacting musically and like being like oh hey this hey prince like this is what it's like to be like a normal person and be turned down you asshole (laughs) like a supermodel is like you know it's like that street song like when you wasn't famous or whatever 
God damn it. Uh, this, is, this is also some, one of my favourite things that Prince does on a, a few tracks on the Black Album, which is, um, you know, he kind of announces... Um, what the song is about, and and and, uh, and also this this weird kind of French thing that goes through this album. Uh-huh. There's a few songs where he just keeps throwing out French words. Uh-huh. So obviously here he, he tells that this is this song's about a high class model over in Paris, France. Um, and then later on he'll say Savoir Faire, uh-huh. um, you know. And in Le Grind, you know, he he also threw out you know a few kind of French phrases. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, Prince's time. Uh, yeah, in, in, uh, notably Le Grind, <laughs> Le. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he also he also he do, he doesn't just 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 put the word Le before the word grind yeah. in that song. He also has a few other French words that he throws in there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and you know. There, there is this kind of refrain of "Oh, Cindy C," mm-hmm. like throughout the song, um, you know, and and the chorus itself, um, <laughs> where it says "Cindy C, play with me, I will pay the usual fee." Kind of like cheeky and a, a bit of yeah, like as in you know, sort of su- suggesting that oh, she accepts money for like her time, as in like well, yeah. as a supermodel, yes. she did. Yes. This is that's why I mentioned the phrase of you know, like they wouldn't get out of bed for a certain amount of money, and that's you know. I feel like that's what he's alluding to here. Yeah. But also it does have the double meaning that he's obviously treating her like a prostitute. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that's the main kind of, well, you know, yeah. I will pay the usual fee. Yeah, no, but I meant like that crosses on crosses into that territory definitely because obviously like yeah. brings up that conversation of like, uh, you know, paying for someone's time and... Uh, and you know, obviously, a lot of people don't look like look too fondly on supermodels and they feel like they're overpaid and like... So I think that suggestion sort of like, oh, well, you're someone I can just pay for and you will show up or whatever. And I think that's dismissive, if not like borders on like some casual sexism and all that stuff. Uh, which is why I feel this is a character. Like, I don't I don't feel mm-hmm. that Prince is the kind of person who would feel that he could kind of, you know, pay mm-hmm. women for sex. I don't, I don't think that's, you know, but at the same time, there is that kind of thing of, you know, models, uh, you know, are, 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 you know, very expensive. <laughs> Yep. Um, for their time, basically. You can't talk to them without paying them. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I like how Prince is like, uh, tell me, will you dance if I take a picture in the middle of the night? Will you fuck with me, Sugar? Say it's all right. Come on. <laughs> oh, CDC, I will pay the fee. Um, but then we, we, I like as well how we get kind of get the, you know, the kind of this refrain of what's it going to be, um, Cindy C. And he's like, will you mm-hmm. play with me? But then there's also, I will pay the fee. So, you know, there's it's it's there's a little yep. bit of separation there between the idea that Prince and Cindy will play and he will pay. <laughs> yeah, which um, you know, obviously, cool locally also, can like work in the context of like, yeah, like hiring a prostitute and so forth. Um, and <laughs> Prince also refers to a super fine heifer. Uh, I saw you in the Vogue again. Like, if you didn't know who Cindy C was, Prince is kind of making it very easy. Um, I knew you would be trouble. I'm kind of shocked that heifer is supposed to like refer to someone being attractive or whatever. I, <laughs> I don't know because in Pussy Control he says you know that Pussy hired every one of those heifers and made them work for free. So I don't know if this is just a general you know way of referring to women. Um, I don't know. It's 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 just one of those things that it, it, Prince is not really kind of clear on exactly. You know, super fine heifer just seems like a kind of weird contradiction, doesn't it? But um, you know, <laughs> yeah. with heifer being you know, a reference to cows. 
So it's like I don't know. It's, it's it, I don't know. It's it's just one of those weird things where it's like the the phrase itself is you have to kind of puzzle out exactly what he's meaning. Well, I mean, like it's it's followed up with the backup vocals singing "Super Fine," <laughs> "Super Fine," which yeah. is obviously like he thinks her, she's attractive. But yeah, it's yeah, interesting phrase, definitely. Uh, and then of course he says, "I'll give you seven sips of elderberry wine," <laughs> and then he counts them, and maybe we'll unlock the secrets of your mind. Um, I, I mean, uh, it's like, okay, he's gonna, I mean, I, do, I mean, I don't know how much wine Seven Sips is, but it looks like Prince is trying to get Cindy <laughs> drunk here, basically. Um, <laughs> though I like the specific... Bringing up, bringing up the creep factor, we think. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is a song about a stalker, so we, we're kind of gradually <laughs> yeah. ramping up to that um, by the time we get to All the right, end, sure. you know. But yeah, like, uh, I also like the fact that he's, he very specifically says elderberry wine. It's almost like maybe someone had bought Prince a bottle of that like the day before, and and that's why it's on his mind. And he's like, "Oh yeah, elderberry wine. I'll I'll stick that." We kind of get a little bit of um, I wouldn't call it a middle eight, but the kind of the tone changes a bit with passions in the mix, mm-hmm. and then we get a little bit of the serve it up Sheila, which is itself a reference to serve it up Frankie. But yeah, and then of course there's a drink it quick Cindy shit. Where'd you get that beauty mark? Maybe you and I should be undressing, and that's that's <laughs> that's where Prince. This is where Prince starts to get kind of creepy, doesn't he? Uh, yeah but you know we've had a reference to vogue and now we're having a reference to the beauty mark you know like <laughs> gradually i mean he never says cindy crawford but i just love the fact that like he's he's giving everything away as to who he's talking about well i mean <laughs> i mean cindy z like is like calling it that is like okay well that's clearly cindy cindy crawford like i mean i didn't put two and two together until maybe you mentioned it but uh you know, I, that's because it's like 2018, and no one thinks about Cindy Crawford as often <laughs> as they probably did at that time. Uh, do, you know? do you know what you say? No one thinks about Cindy Crawford, but she was literally in the news the other day because her daughter has signed to a modelling agency, and her daughter is only 17. So, <laughs> oh, no. Cindy Crawford is is back in the news, relevant as ever. <laughs> she like never that. went anywhere, Auntie. She never went anywhere. Uh-huh. She's she's and she's also been on the cover of um, the February issue of uh, Vogue Paris. So following, in, oh, yeah, following so... in her mother's footsteps, um, but yeah. So I mean, I, I I don't know. I just I kind of I kind of I just do that kind of like the maybe you and I should be undressing because it's just the way he sings it where it's like I I don't yeah it, it yeah it's not it's not like he he doesn't sing it he's he's doing a sing song voice you know like he's kind of talk doing a sing song sort of delivery yeah uh, it actually sounds like something that wouldn't be out of place on a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Actually, maybe you and I should be undressing, sort of thing. Like, and then, of course, there's the whole "Don't all girls look the same?" They don't. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, I'll pay the usual fee. What's the matter? Don't you like me? And that's kind of where we get some, you know, um, we kind of get some crazy. I think it's a crazy saxophone break, isn't it, from Eric Leeds? Um, yeah. And then, and then, kind of in the background, we hear "Help me, tell me what it's all about." I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think that you know, this is this is a you know, in terms of Prince songs, this is a fairly long song, like six minutes of Prince yeah. gradually getting crazier and crazier, you know. And then, of course, <laughs> Prince Prince goes on to say, um, "I'm talking about a long, uh, crucial wait, girl. I have to beg. I'm going to see you in your birthday suit tonight." Um, which I I mean I I like that kind of turn of phrase of like you know saying he's gonna see you mm-hmm. in your birthday suit not just saying I'm gonna see you naked but just that kind of that that kind of the idea of she's going to be dressed in something and it's gonna be nothing um, and mm-hmm. I like how he says I'm sure you're quite intelligent a wizard math and all that shit but I'm a tad more interested 
Um, and I, I like as well how the little interjections in the back from like Cat, where she's like, <laughs> she can't even walk in those shoes. <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, when he says, I'm a tad more interested in flying your kite tonight. And it's like, you know. Wait, wait, which is like a turn of phrase, like that is associated with sex or like. What, flying your kite tonight? Yeah. I, I don't know that at <laughs> I don't, all. Like... No, Prince is making this up. That's that's a prince. That's a princeism. <laughs> that is. He's just made that up right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I like it how in the background you have this kind of contrast of like this. I mean, I think it's Cat's voice where she's like, you know, she's so tired and you know she can't even walk mm-hmm. in those shoes. I can walk better than that, and you know she can't dance. Like all this kind of this weird like kind of disparaging from this person who I'm guessing is not like you know going out with the the, the main character of this. You know, it's not someone who's mm-hmm. going out with Prince who's annoyed that he's in love with Cindy C. Um, you know, but I, I like as well how after saying that he wants to, he's more interested in flying your kite tonight, he says, Cindy, is that all right? <laughs> so, you know, he's a stalker who's looking for some consent here. Um, you know, and then of course he says he'll pay the usual fee. I'm, I'm baffled that he equates being great at maths as being really intelligent. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but here's the thing, um, you know, uh, when Cindy Crawford graduated from high school, she was valedictorian, and she earned a scholarship in chemical engineering to Northwestern. Oh, that that is. I'm um, so she probably could be a really good at maths, or it, yes, definitely at science. Certainly, and then you know she only attended for one semester, um, and then she dropped out because, of course, she's Cindy C, and she's insanely yeah. beautiful, and so of course, <laughs> if you've got a chance to spend four years, you know, in a lab doing chemical engineering, or become a super rich model straight away i you know you kind of take the the option of becoming a super rich model that's a really interesting like alternate timeline where cindy c could have been like a nobel prize winner in in theory (laughs) like theoretically that could have happened and yeah i mean she would have when would she have graduated if she just started in if she just started in 85 uh, then you know she would have graduated what in 89 yeah, I mean, yeah, tw- I mean, twenty, what, thirty years on from that now? Yeah, she probably, she probably would have had a Nobel Prize by now. That would have changed like the context of the song. It'd be like Prince <laughs> being mad at being snubbed by a Nobel Prize winner. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. how dare you not spend time with me? I mean, it would have been even weirder because Prince would have been singing a song about a uh, a sophomore in uh, Northwestern University. I mean, that would have been even <laughs> stranger. But uh, yeah, uh, and then of course, you know, Prince says uh, two organ solos to go, and then of course we, you know, mm-hmm. we get the kind of oh Cindy C, oh Cindy C, you know, like kind of just the background stuff. Um, and then Prince yeah. comes in, you know, charming as ever, as the insanity ramps itself up, where Prince <laughs> says, excuse my savoir faire, but baby, I'm dying to take you everywhere. I want to show you to my friends, because baby, you're the living end. Um, <laughs> let me have a debt worth winning. I can feel your ice is thinning like a frozen pond in spring. Your furry melting thing awaits me. And then he repeats, your furry melting, melting thing awaits me. And my six string. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. Furry melting thing is just, uh, it's it's like charming, but also so creepy at the same time. Um, uh, I, I, I can't imagine what that's supposed to uh, refer to, really. <laughs> is it someone's frozen dog? <laughs> that's literally what, what I think of. A frozen dog? No, I, I believe that he's referring to her <laughs> genitalia, I think, Antu. I think that's what he's referring to. <laughs> no. Um. I think that's what the furry melting thing is because you know her her ice is thinning. 
which I think is... Oh, a, yeah, is, as in her, her icy exterior yeah, is what you're suggesting Yeah, he's, he's suggesting yeah. that she, up until this point, has resisted him because she is frigid in some way. But now she yeah. is she's gradually, um, you know, kind of coming around. Um, and, <laughs> you know, then at the end, we... I, I mean, that's kind of, you know, Prince just then keeps singing, oh, come on, Cindy, come on, Cindy, don't you want to play with me? This is where he's just basically saying, don't you want to play with me? What's the matter, Cindy? <laughs> and it's like, it's it, like asking someone what's the matter is never a good thing you know, in a in this so, kind of song, is it? You know, it's like this is the point where I feel like this can't be a character piece. This is like him <laughs> kind of like sorting out like, oh, what is wrong with Prince? Like, sort of deal. Like, hey, am am I terrible? Am I unattractive? And the other voice is playing the role of Cindy Crawford, sort of in in you know, going yes, no, no or... nothing. <laughs> and then of course yeah. he goes, oh, which I Cindy feel like, won't you play with me? Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it's interesting because earlier he was saying, wasn't he saying, "Don't you want to play with me?" And then later on in the song, he ends up saying, "Won't you play with me?" So, you know, he's slightly, and also he stopped saying, "I will pay the usual fee" as well. So, yeah, you know. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he's. I think, like again, like to me, this is like, oh well, Prince. Like this isn't an unusual story for Prince. So he's writing a song about dealing with being rejected, and. Sort of, this is his, like, yeah, it, like, real life break, no, well, not a real life breakdown, but, like, him, like, oh, <laughs> he's met his match, in a way, like, oh, well, someone who's not interested, and... Yeah, a, a super a super rich supermodel who can basically <laughs> command her own fee and has no need to rely yeah. on Prince's charms. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. and this is him kind of, like, rewriting the narr- narrative and reframing it in a way that's acceptable to him, like, musically. Is this not the rap? Cat's rap at the end here? Um, yeah. Yeah, the music is the key to set yourself free from depression, drugs, and increasing poverty. Uh, the key is <laughs> the key is to the lock, and the lock is on the door. The door has a knob that you've never turned before. The jack, the user jack, <laughs> opens up a lock because there's the key <laughs> to unlock your body and place it. I mean, it, I, I don't understand what she's saying there. <laughs> I mean, I understand the whole. You know, music is the key to set yourself free from drugs, depression, and increasing poverty. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know how it stops you from yeah. increasing poverty, but the drugs and depression part I can kind of understand. But then the whole thing of like, there's a key to the lock, and the lock is on the door, and the door has a knob that you've never turned before. And then you use the jack and it opens up the lock and then there's a key to unlock. It's like, it's like, what's going on here? Is she describing like, you know, a choose your own adventure book? What is happening? Like, it's <laughs> it's just such a weird kind of like, um, and then, you know, then she kind of ends up with a kind of like open, you know, the place, the place it like the, to open the door, the door to the house full of people galore. And I'm like, where there? What, what's going on? Is she, she suddenly happened upon a party. And of course she says the beats won't stop till the GM jocks. And the jack he jacks the box until the party rocks. God, this is such an awkward um, set of syllables there. <laughs> uh, the clock tick tocks and the place gets hot. And believe it or not, all the troubles you forgot. It's as easy if you want to be for all the ladies and uh, for all the fellas and the young ladies. So ease your mind and set yourself free to the mystifying music that we call Cindy C. So I don't know. She's happened upon a party where the song Cindy C is playing. <laughs> And she's had to get a lock from a, you know, that goes into a door that she has to get from yeah. the body, and I, I, I don't understand any of that. I think um, this is just like Prince, like, all right, hey, music is great, everybody, all right, let's end the song. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the kind of oh, Cindy C, won't you play with me? Um, and then Prince kind of frantically screaming, oh, Cindy C. I mean, you know, and that's how the song ends, um, you know, which I always love. I always love a song that finishes on the title. Um, and you know, 
<laughs> and I think the thing is as well is, you know, obviously we're in dispute about whether or not this is Prince or this is a character that Prince is playing. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, you know, I think it's interesting that, you know, uh, at this particular time, Prince is writing a song about being a stalker for to a real, like, known personality. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, which is just not something that, you know, you would expect Prince to do. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, the, the kind of, uh, the rap that the cat have was, part of it was kind of used in positivity. Um, uh, but then, you know, there's there's also kind of, you know, it was then taken away from positivity. <laughs> um but yeah, and, and apparently um, Steve Hurley was the person who wrote the rap for Cat. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's, to me, I, I kind of like the music because I think all the music on the Black Album is kind of still a holdover from Sign of the Times. And that's kind of like my mm-hmm. favorite Prince sound is, is you know, the, the stuff that he did for Sign of the Times and some of Love Sexy. Um, though I feel like Love Sexy, you know, there's uh, there's some stuff on that that's a little bit more kind of, um, I don't, I don't want to say artificial sounding, but you know, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I've discussed all those tracks at length, so you can listen to those episodes to find out my opinions on the various songs there. But you know, I, you know, Sign of the Times is 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 the sound that I like Prince, you know, doing, and so this this kind of feels like it's in the same kind of production kind of cycle as that. So it kind of sounds it doesn't sound like a song that would ever be on Sign of the Times, but it certainly yeah. sounds like something from that era. And so you know, the production is something that I really enjoy. Like I said, a, a ton of times by now, I love Eric Lee's and Atlanta Bliss. I think they, you know, they always work well together. And I do kind of like Eric Lee's doing little kind of crazy saxophone solos in this in this particular song to kind of get across, you know, the mania of the character. Um, yeah. You know, which which I think you know, it's always a good use of of instruments to kind of convey the the, the kind of the the thoughts of. You know, particularly <laughs> the, if you've the got wackiness. the wackiness yeah but if you've got like yeah. a song if you've got a song like this you know which which is a story song i think having you know the instruments kind of augment the story is, is always a you know it's always a good use of the you know of of those particular instruments for me i would say you know out of out of five i would have to say a five i mean i just love this song because <laughs> it's just it's kind of mm-hmm. there's so many songs on the black album that kind of go in all kinds of crazy directions like bob george you know like super funky califragile sexy like rock hard in a funky place you know yeah and this is one of those songs where i just i just really enjoy the production and you know it's it's something that you, you know you would never there's no other prince song that i can think of where he takes the role of someone stalking a supermodel like you know, Prince likes to tell story songs, but he's usually at, at a remove a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fact that neither of us can agree on exactly if this is Prince or a character <laughs> kind of shows how much into the song he is, and how it yep. does feel like this could be Prince. You know, being rejected and kind of going into the studio uh, with his band and being like, "Look, Cindy Crawford has turned me down. I am making a song about stalking her right now." Uh, you know, grab uh, your saxophone, grab your trumpet, let's get in there. My thoughts on the song, I yeah, I. I, I like it a lot, actually. Uh, musically, it's really interesting, and there is like a dissonance to it, and sort of unease about it that's different from a lot of Prince songs. And and whilst like I think even if it is Prince, like earnestly, or I I wouldn't say like if he was earnestly hostile to Cindy Crawford, then obviously we it'd be a completely different story. But like I like him exploring that sort of angst or whatever you want to call it in a song and. I think it works really well. So I think for me, it's like a four out of five. But like, I I like the song. It's I find it really enjoyable. But it's just not like I wouldn't put it in my like favorite Prince songs pantheon. Uh, yeah. So I feel like we said about as much as we can about Cindy C. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? 
Uh, yeah, just follow my Twitter feed at OntuComedy, A-N-H-T-U, Comedy on Twitter, and yeah, just keep, <laughs> just like my tweets and whatever. <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email me at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here on 2. Uh, no problem. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>